to another episode. It is spooky season. Well, I mean, it has been spooky season this whole month. And we are just about nearing the end of it. Almost. But uh, we thought that we would come on here and share some spooktacular stories. It could be Halloween memories or we could talk about some scary things uh, when it comes to disability, like ableism. We do not like ableism. We think it is scary. And uh, we can talk a little more about that. But, uh, yeah, um, Kimberly, any... any uh, Anything has been going on with you over the past, I don't know, couple months or anything new, exciting? Did you want me to talk about Dice Heads or wait till the end? Go ahead. You can talk about Dice uh, Heads. Okay, so this involves what I'm doing lately. Um, so lately there is a... An a podcast called Dice Heads. It involves T and Cleves from the Seesaw Podcast, Chad Michael Boughton from Hindsight 20 slash 200, and then Richard from Knights of the Braille, and Knights is uh, pronounced K with a K. And they have a podcast that where they play Dungeons and Dragons, and they do it where they want to 
incorporate alternative techniques to roll dice and to play that game virtually. And they want to include other disabilities. So they had the podcast recorded and they sent me the files and I offered to transcribe the podcast for the deaf so they could follow along. And I want to warn you that this podcast is explicit along with Knights of the Braille, which is a podcast devoted to Dungeons and Dragons. But with this Dice Head podcast, it is a one shot where they do Dungeons and Dragons and each of them has a certain creature or uh, character they play. And then it's kind of a storyline. Richard um, does the storyline and it's kind of improv and they roll the dice to figure out how they're going to battle or how they're going to choose things in the story. And I didn't know anything about Dungeons and Dragons. Like the only thing I knew of was that they played it on Stranger Things. And so I'm learning a lot. I'm learning about the dice rolls. I'm learning about what rolls hit or miss, what um, hit points are, what, oh gosh, uh, wisdom saves are, everything like that. So I'm learning a lot. And if you are a Dungeons and Dragons fan, this is for you. If you are not and you want to know more about it, this is for you. Again, this is explicit. They have a content warning in the beginning. And it's six episodes. And then episode seven and eight is the rap party that they allowed me to be a part of. And uh, they basically talk about how the one-shot Dice Heads went. And you can find Dice Heads on Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple. Um, podcasts and also with Knights of the Braille. You can find them there. And all of this has a website, The Dice Heads, and The Dice Heads is on Twitter. Um, the website is thediceheads.com. Knights of the Braille is knightsofthebraille.com. You can find them on Twitter. It is really fun. And then we, last week, we recorded the Christmas episode that was epic and Jesse from Knights of the Braille uh, narrated that and it is Christmas themed and it was very enjoyable to be a part of and then I'm going to be a part of their second season so I'm really looking forward to it so that is what I have been up to and it's a spooky it's involved in our spooky topic today fun that sounds like a blast so yeah be sure to check out the dice heads and knights of the braille and the rest of the uh dungeons and dragons podcasts if you're into that i think it's awesome um and i think it's great that it's being made accessible so it's 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 a good thing okay yes it, they they do things where they're able to roll and determine what points 
are through different apps and different ways um, being blind because all of them in these podcasts are blind. So that's a very good thing and a way to learn uh, how to do that if you really want to start your do your Dungeons and Dragons um, party or start a game with other friends who are blind or maybe who are not blind but you can follow along sounds fun well um i am going to be going to train with my guide dog in about two weeks so that will be fun and i am going to tease i'm going to tease this here I'm going to be releasing a series that'll be on this platform, and it will be all about my experience training with my guide dog and why I decided to go the way I did. And there will also be another small segment where you get to meet him, so. Aw, cute. Yeah. Because he's definitely going to be playing a role in this podcast. That's awesome. And it maybe could be just, you know, him being in the room while we're recording. So, I mean, he's definitely um, going to be our executive producer. That is the role that he is going to play. Um, So, it'll be nice to have him on our team. That is so cool. I love that you're doing a separate little special. Absolutely, yes. Well, one of our friends, T, he did a series on their platform on the Seesaw Podcast all about training with his guide dog, and he called it TED Talks, which is really cute and fitting because his guide dog, his name is Ted. So... Um, when I listen to his series, I'm like, huh, I should do something like this. So, that'll definitely be, um, something that I'll be doing. And I've seen other people do it on other platforms like YouTube and stuff like that too. So, I was just like, why not? So, that is what's going on with me. Um, but yeah, let's, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this, of this episode. Yeah, awesome. All right. Well, where do you want to begin? Well, you can, you can, uh, tell me. You're the host, so. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. Um, well, it is spooky season. Um, and like everybody, we love to participate in spooky season, but I mean, I've been so busy that I haven't even had a chance to, like, go to, like, a pumpkin patch, which I would have loved to have done, because I think going to a pumpkin patch with your guide dog would be a fun, fun activity. Yeah. I definitely do want to do that next year, since, I mean, we're not placed yet, but. Yeah, you can talk about that on uh, around this time next year. Yeah, yeah, that'll be great. And it's been years since I visited the pumpkin patch. I remember going as a kid and I loved it so much. Um, 
I went a couple weekends ago with my nieces and sister. Oh, fun. It was fun. There's a place here called Little Farmer. Mm-hmm. And it has a playground for kids and like hay bales. And uh, I'm not sure exactly what it looks like, but it was described where like kids can climb on hay bales and there's all this fun equipment they can go on. And then, you know, you get the caramel apples there and you can go apple picking and pumpkin picking. And they have a store where you can get fresh like pies which I did so good like they had a lot of fresh food uh, desserts and jams and stuff and then there's like a little play in one of the in one of the buildings there's like a toy type thing that the kids can play with Mm -hmm. I I think it's kind of like a little arcade or something there's like this little thing where you put marbles down this thing and they just clink around and stuff we had like that growing up yeah and it was fun and um it's tailored towards kids but you know you can do the usual picking and stuff and oh my gosh so we were picking apples and there was like this huge spider on one of them and i'm not do not like spiders no, me neither. I'm not talking like daddy long legs. I'm talking like a hairy. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. And my niece is 10 and she was really freaked out. I mean, so would I. And so she saw saw it on an apple. So then she didn't want to. And we kind of talked her into I was like, you know, I kind of am am the aunt that likes to be the calming uh rational and you know and so I was like well why don't we just try another tree let's keep walking and try another tree and so they were picking them for a little bit all of a sudden they saw another spider on another apple it's the same type of spider and again my niece got scared which is totally I would too I mean no judgment and oh, we also I'd get really scared too trust me I hate spiders oh my god. yeah especially if like your hand like grazes it and you didn't see it <laughs> oh my god oh my god yeah and so I've never been anywhere that has like that happen um I didn't know spiders liked apples I would it would make sense if there were bees around, but mm-hmm. like spiders. And then there was like a spider web. So after that, my niece was just the um, apple bag holder, which I don't blame her. So I would honestly take that job too. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. So... Other than that, it was really fun. It was fun, and it was a decent enough day. It was really windy, and my other niece, she's a little older, so she just kind of guided me around sighted guide because it's really busy there. Like, my niece was like, I've never seen so many kids in, like, one spot before, and she's like, I don't even remember what uh, Kennedy was, what her sweatshirt, what color it was. She was trying to pick out you know, Kennedy by what 
color she was wearing and then finally we saw where she was but yeah so it was it was good little farmer and tons of people like that it's tons of families go there like it's the place to be this mm. season that's awesome yeah i really haven't had like a chance to do anything spooky um because i've been so busy but that sounds like a very very fun time for sure um let's talk about spooky memories do we have any like i don't know fun memories like it could be I guess whatever's memorable to you, it doesn't matter, like, any age, I guess you would say. Well, when I was little, there was a house nearby ours, and I didn't realize the person who was um, the witch, um, the adult that was playing the witch was a teacher at one of the schools, you know, you don't recognize them. And I was a kid, and I didn't know what the who the teachers were at the middle school but apparently she was a teacher at the middle school and she had like uh I don't know what looked like a cauldron and dry ice so it kind of had that like smoky appearance coming out of it and stuff and she was acting like she was you know uh mixing it okay so she was mixing it and she had the candy there and her husband, I can't remember who he was, but he was all dressed up. And so as a kid, you walked up to the porch where she was and she'd be like, you know, really in into the I'm a witch acting thing. And you, the kid would go up there and she'd be like, have you been a good girl this year or a bad girl? And if you said, good, she goes, then you don't get any candy. Oh. <laughs> so, um, my sister's friend was with us and she comes up to us and she's like, we're like, where's your candy or something like that. She's like, she didn't give me any candy. And she explained what. So my mom's like, okay, go back up there and just say that you were bad so you can get candy. So after that, we learned. So after that, we we're like, okay, tell her you're bad so you get the candy. <laughs> like, That's awesome. I like that. It's a good incentive because on Christmas, you have to work so hard to be good, right? So. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Um, well, I remember being a kid and uh, I went apple picking with my aunt and um, I also remember there being like a little like haunted uh, house type of thing and okay. that used to scare me because like the skeletons would like move and laugh and that's what I remember. Uh, being scared by, honestly. Oh, yeah. I had a bad experience with a haunted house in sixth grade where the person guiding us, like, got lost and we kept going in the same really scary rooms. And so after that, I was so afraid of going to haunted houses. And this was a like a tradition of our Girl Scout troop to go to these haunted houses. And so 
I just hung out in the van with my best friend. Oh, <laughs> poor thing. <laughs> yeah, but it's all good. We had fun just hanging out. Yes. Like, yeah, we're not going in that. Right. I mean, I don't know that I would go to a haunted house now, but I think one thing that I definitely would love to do is I would definitely like to take Draco to, like, a Halloween store and, like, show him all of, like, the spooky um, decorations for, you know, him to know what they are and know not to be, like, afraid of them because, you know, people decorate outside their homes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they might have an animatronic, um, skeleton or scarecrow or witch or something, I don't know, and, because I remember my dog, um, my first dog was very afraid of, um, like, the Halloween decorations. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, then I didn't know that I had to, like, show her, like, hey, it's really not that scary, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but now that I have Draco, I'm like, oh, why not, you know? So, because I, you know, I, I will be going on walks with him and stuff like that. During all the seasons, and I think it'd be good for him to know, like, hey, you know, it's not scary. It's just a, you know, just a toy or whatever, you know. Exactly. That reminds me, my mom and Terry are going to be, they have this, they got it a while back. Um, oh, what do you call it? Oh, let me think. Projector. And you can do it with, they have all sorts of pictures and stuff for different holidays. Like for Christmas, they have one where like it shows Santa and stuff like that. And for this one, I can't remember what the picture is, but it's basically moving pictures, mm. you know. And they're going to be setting it up and put a white sheet over the gar garage door and having that go on on this year. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. So are you to be dressing up Draco? Ah, uh, this year? Well, I mean, he does have a dragon costume, so I think we'll definitely, you know, maybe do like a little photo shoot and do that. Um, maybe, uh, I mean, I'm not going to be seeing him till like the first week of, you know, next month. So, you know, I'm pretty sure I'll probably get a picture or something. I don't know. Or maybe next year we could do something fun like that. So we'll see. And so I love all like the plans you have for him. I try. Honestly, I try. I, you know, I've, I've seen, I've heard of people doing that with their service dogs, like taking them to like a Halloween store and like showing them, 
you know, walking them around like the animatronics and stuff like that and kind of like desensitizing them and letting them know, hey, it's not scary, you know, because like, you know, you don't want to be walking outside someone's house and then out pops like a <laughs> skeleton or right. something and your dog's like, whoa, what's that, you know? Well, yeah, it's a distraction then. Right, and then, like, him not know, like, okay, like, this isn't scary and I'm really scared of it. I mean, to be honest, I mean, things happen all the time, like, in our, you know, in the, you know, people's yards. They're either, like, mowing the lawn or, like, taking out the weeds and stuff like that. Like, I remember he, um... I remember walking with Draco and he, all of a sudden he heard this like noise. Somebody was like taking out like the weeds of their yard with this like electric um, weed cutter or something like that. Oh. Mm-hmm. And the noise scared him and he kind of like Aww. startled. He, and I like, um, I was just like, no, it's okay, you know. Um, and so, like, we stayed there for a little bit, and, like, I had him see, like, hey, it's not scary, you know? And I had him, like, sit and, you know, do basic obedience in front of it just to let him know, like, hey, it's not scary, you know, it's okay. You know, I'm letting him know that he was a good boy, and, like, we would, like, walk, not towards it, but, like, take a couple steps back and walk towards the sound and he was fine after that he was fine and we just kept on going awesome well this year we are dressing up jasmine for the first time oh what is she gonna be she's gonna be a bee like a bumblebee that is super cute my mom found the costume. She and her friend who dresses up her dogs, um, they went and found it. I I would have chosen something else, but it is adorable. I have to remind my mom to hem the hood because the hood goes over her head because she's so little. She's Aww. a shih tzu, so, like, it obstructs her view. But uh, the hood has, like, the big eyes and the costume obviously is striped yellow and black. And I really wanted to dress her up because I've never dressed her up. And she's 15. Hmm. And be real, like, she's getting up there. And I don't know how many Halloweens she'll have left. And I wanted to have that experience that of memory. dressing yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've dressed up my other dogs in the past. Like, they've been Tigger and a monster and... Oh, cute. Yeah. Well, this costume, it has the wings and it has the stinger. And it's hilarious because the stinger sticks straight up. Mm-hmm. And um, it is just cute slash hysterical. So I am definitely going by my mom's over Halloween and being with her with her costume. And she didn't like putting it on because it's not very easy getting her in it. But once she's in it, she was like walking around like no big. And (laughs) so, yeah, she doesn't care uh, wearing it. And she was just her normal self wearing it. So 
That she is didn't so mind. cute. Aww. So what's next on the agenda, girly? Oh, let's talk about a memorable, a memorable adult Halloween. <laughs> I know where this is going. Okay, so... I think you might know. <laughs> so our group of blind friends were getting together. Our friend, shout out to Sarah, she... Is one of those people who likes to throw parties, has get-togethers for the first time with us. She was throwing a Halloween party. And so we all were invited, obviously. And I was a Black Widow, and the neckline was low, and I was going for being kind of a an adultish, let's just say, costume. Um, it, that was the only adult part and, uh, Angie here, she had a costume, um, and she tried, she tried it on and it was funny cause her mom's like, oh, it's so cute. Yeah. You should wear that. Yeah. So we went Angie costume shopping and we were looking at these costumes and you know there's adult costumes and then there's adult costumes <laughs> and hers was short yes so she gets to this party and she's wearing like this long jacket and our friend's like are you even wearing an, anything under that <laughs> it so was we it was it was a um an overcoat yes okay yeah, so she took it off and she showed us her costume and then you can finish the story. Yes. So I walk in and my friend was like, are you wearing anything? And I'm like, yes. So I took it off and it's a short pilot's costume. I had the hat and everything. And... I was wearing these heels, too. Um, oh my gosh. So, yes, it was sexy and everything. And so I walk in, and my friend's like, did your mom let you leave the house like that? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> She's like, your mom's awesome. And, <laughs> and <laughs> so, yeah, it was, um, and then, because um, <laughs> I said I was going to be a pilot. You know, my friend was like, I thought you were going to be wearing pants. And I'm like, no. But yes, <laughs> the name tag of my costume said something else, which I was pretty clueless at the time. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was great. It was great. <laughs> I'll leave that to your imagination. <laughs> And yeah, so we had we had fun at the party, and our friend we uh we played music, and she had this game. She always likes playing games, and it's so much fun because we have really great memories about us playing games. And she does it where she's able to tell you how to do it because we all are blind or low vision or however you wanna. Uh, however you want to classify yourself as. And this game involved music and then 
she had you pick a card or something and on the card it said that you had to do a certain type of dance like the hokey pokey for everyone or like uh, oh I don't know like for instance she had on the card the, sh the, the shopping dance or the grocery store dance and we're like what is that so she explained it she's like you act like you're pushing a cart and then you put your arm out to the side acting like you're gonna be grabbing like a can off the shelf and then you put your arm in and then you keep walking like you have the cart and so we did that dance and Angie got a dance where she you were a little shy about doing this dance. I was, yes, I was a little shy about doing this dance. Um, and just to keep it PG, it involved me taking off a couple of articles of clothing. I'll just say that. But um, it wasn't anything, like, extreme, okay? Like, I, I still had my costume on, but... <laughs> it was like... You're you put your coat on and yep, you had a and boat. I took off my coat, my overcoat, the pilot hat, and I even my friend even let me like borrow like a boa that she had, you know, the long scarf or boa. And so I just did that and that was just that, but I was very sheepish about it for sure. <laughs> very bashful. <laughs> so but yeah, that was fun. Yeah, good times. Mm-hmm. That was fun. So I, now, I was never you... really at an adult party. What? I was never at a Halloween party as an adult before. Yeah, that was like my first one, honestly, I'd say. And um <laughs> that was a that was a fun time. And then uh, after that, I remember going to a club with a friend of mine and I think I dressed up as a cop and it was great. My sister dressed up as Wilma and Betty from the Flintstones and went to a club. And that is they, super cute. Yeah, they looked just like them. Aww. It was it was really good costumes. Honestly, I would do something like that now. Like, yeah. If I were to dress up for Halloween now, I would do something like really cute where I could match my dog, you know? I went in training. We had a Halloween party, and um, one of my friends, my roommate, my good friend at the time, her birthday was on Halloween. And so we went out to eat and then to the bar, and uh, she was the, I don't know if it's the Sugar Plum Fairy or oh, that's cute. something from the and she had like the little hat that was the gumdrop and stuff it was really mm -hmm. cute and I wore a butterfly costume I still have it but don't fit into it but did the whole um it had like a little kind of like a tutu on it and then you wore leggings underneath so it was the complete like butterfly and stuff like that and it was really fun we all went out and had costumes and our friend one of the instructors at the time you know 
I forgot which, it, if it was State Farm or American Family, there was this commercial where like they joked about someone being in your blind spot. And so our friend uh, dressed up as the the shirt said the blind spot because he was blind and everything like that. So it was just a a uh, joke from that. Oh, that's um, awesome. I wish I would have done something fun for Halloween during training. I think the closest thing we did was uh, carved pumpkins. Oh, yeah, we did that too. Um, there's alternative techniques where instead of drawing the with a marker, you can use tacks. Yep. And you use those to form the face, and then you cut inside those tacks the face that you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we had a contest. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what ours was, but yeah, then you had there the pumpkins displayed on a table and we could go and check them out through like the week and there was a box that you had to write in Braille which number you liked and then I forgot what the prize was if mm-hmm. you won something. That is really cute. But yeah, I mean, those are our Halloween memories for sure. Um, anything else you want to talk about? How about people thinking that it's funny to dress up as a disabled person? Yes. Okay. So yeah. I will definitely say that that is not an okay thing to do. And these are our opinions. I mean... Yes. Yeah. I don't find it humorous. I think it's very... I find it very... Oh, very Offensive. condescending. Yes, because yeah. a disability is not a costume. I mean, we live with disability and while like you know I'm not trying to to um I'm not trying to just be like oh woe is me cause I'm not and I'm not trying to like throw a pity party but like yes we have our challenges but this is our life and we you know we've been living with a disability, and we're always going to live with a disability our whole life. And, I mean, there are, you know, we do do fun things. We still get to enjoy our lives and everything. But we also still have challenges that we have to work through. Um, you know, like, I would never, ever, like... Uh, get a wheelchair and just be like, oh, I'm going to be a person in a wheelchair for Halloween. Like, no. I don't do that. Or, like, the same goes with, like, race and ethnicity. Like, oh, I'm not going to dress up as, like, a Native American for Halloween. Because 
those are not costumes. There's they're real people, and you know, just like somebody who's Native American or Mexican or um, German or whatever, like people with disabilities are real people as well. And- yeah, like say. Say someone dressed up as, like, an amputee, like, they dressed up where, like, half of their arm was off and they, like, just bent their arm at the elbow and had, like, a a shirt over it so it looked like they didn't have the rest of their arm. How do you think that would make someone who, let's say, was in the service and had that same issue with their arm where they don't have part of their arm anymore and they saw that or somebody was born with a limb difference you know like that's yeah if you saw that as a costume it's like that is not cool because we have to live with that every day how you don't understand what it's like and pretending to be it for one night is not it doesn't equate to what somebody has to to, it will never equate to somebody living, actually living like that, um, honestly. So, yeah, it's not cool. Um, and, uh, and it, goes, it goes back to our title. I mean, what does blind looks like look like? If someone was walking around with a cane that they don't know how to use and glasses and thought it was funny because uh, that's what someone looks like being blind, but they can see through the sunglasses. It's like, that's not a costume. You're not, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're not experiencing it right. And that's not how we all look. Right. Also, Let's talk about ableism a little bit, because I think this falls under that category, ableism. So, yes, it's very ableist for for people to, you know, do things like that, or, um, oh my goodness, but yes, ableism is defined as the discrimination of and social prejudice against people with disabilities based on the belief that typical abilities are superior. Uh Uh-huh. So give us an example of that. Who an example of ableism. You know, when someone says you're not disabled enough or like, or no, not you're not disabled enough, but like, oh, you don't look disabled. Like think people think of yeah. it as like a compliment or, oh, hey, what's wrong with you? Like, that's not, that's rather very ableist to ask somebody with a disability or you know, just being like, oh my god, this person is like, well then, this is like inspiration porn, but like, oh my god, this person is so inspiring, they're crossing the street, they're just living their lives, and it's just like, no, I don't. I think they think that way because they are so ignorant, and they don't think that we actually get out and can do things, so... They say, quote, inspiring because they have the belief that we can't do that. That's just my opinion. Mm -hmm. So that's why they say it. But 
at the same time, to us, it's normal. Right. Or, like, questioning if someone's disability is actually real. Like, it's not. Oh, my gosh, yes. Because things, not everything looks like you're disabled. Um, Someone might just be getting over not using a walker, but still need some assistance so they grab someone's arm or they're limping a little bit and people are like, you're not disabled, you just hurt your foot or something like that. It's like, I, but I am. And there can be good days and bad days. You don't have to look disabled to be disabled. And you can park in disabled parking and be disabled but not look disabled and then people point out oh why do you can't park there you're not disabled yeah like what if they have a chronic illness what if they have a heart issue you know that requires them to park there like for example i know that there's people who definitely need to get a disability plaque for their car. Yeah. Um, when you're blind, you don't need that. Like, you don't. You know, we can still walk. I think that it's... That should be reserved for somebody who has a physical disability. Or somebody who's chronically ill who can't, you know... Like, what if they have a heart issue? Like, they, you know, they can't walk a long way or... You know, something. But, yeah, telling somebody that they don't look disabled is ableist. And I really think that See, our views should change. I know someone who's blind who has that. And the reason is because um, parking lots can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. And people don't look when they uh, back out mm-hmm. of the parking stall. I actually know someone through Facebook and through the NSB who that happened to them and they ran over their foot. And then they were in a boot for six weeks. And so like I would say there are cases where on the flip side, blind people do have that because of that. Oh, okay. Um, so that involves them being closer to the door, not because they can't get there, but just because people don't look when they're in park in in parking lots. Mm-hmm. They just don't look. And I am so afraid when I'm walking by myself in parking lots, if I hear someone's engine... I just stand there and I'm like, are they going to back out? Can they see me? Especially people who are like shorter. It's like they might not even see you, much less your cane. And so people drive dangerously. They all they care about is backing out quickly and being on their cell phone and not checking their mirrors and there's blind spots and then they could plow you down. Mm -hmm, So. mm I'm always, I'm kind of hesitant in parking lots and walk very carefully. And I'll just say this, don't, you want to 
stay close to the cars. Don't walk through the parking lot in the middle like you will in the place because there are cars trying to come through and you're not the only one in the parking lot who needs to travel through it via a pedestrian or a car. Be mm -hmm. aware and be safe. Right. Right. Yeah. I do the same thing. If I hear this, like someone's engine, I always just stay there and I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm going to wait for them to do whatever they need to do. And I walk slowly too. Okay. Like for me, I'm just saying I walk slowly because of that. Uh, I don't want to be walking quickly and because if you walk slowly to me, that gives them more time to see you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to be devil's advocate. I just am trying to point some things out. Okay, yeah. That makes sense. I always just thought of it as, like, me being blind. I could walk. I don't think... I, I totally get that. But, yeah, I can see... I can see also that side of it, too, but... Anyway, um, anything else you want to add? I think that's all the talking points that I can think of. Yeah, same. I mean, we could also, we could do a separate episode on ableism and why it's not a good thing and how not to be an ableist at some point. But all right, folks, this is it. This is all that we have for you today, but... We hope that you've enjoyed this episode. And, um, feel free. We hope you have a spectacular time. We'll do that at the end. But yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, feel free to, um, feel free to, um, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Join the Patreon. Sorry we have not been very active on Patreon. I honestly want to figure out how I can... what I could do. Because no one has yeah, joined our Patreon. Yes, you got... Yeah, I mean... If you want ideas of special content, we are very... We are open to ideas, if you have any. Yeah. But yeah, listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And tune in next time. We, we hope, hope you, you had a spectacular time. time.